and all by myself. I'm not all by myself now. The time is 11.07 and I think you're aware of the fact that I am a bit of a foodie. I mention it on every single program that I do. So I thought since I'm here today and tomorrow, I will bring back one of my favourite features and that is Soundbite. Soundbite is your chance to share your favourite memory about food. Now that means it could be good or bad, linked to a location, time in your life, or a particular flavour or person. And today, my soundbite guest is Terry Wong. Now, I met Terry recently, and within a very short time, we started to talk about food. So I thought, hey, this guy's the ideal guest for the programme. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Terry Wong, an entrepreneur who leads a team of professionals in a venture studio headquartered here in Hong Kong by day, and he's a master baker in his spare time. Good morning to you, Terry. Morning, Sadia. Great to have you on the programme. Thanks for having me. And, and you know, as I said, I, I kind of bumped into Terry somewhere and we were having a chat. And, uh, you know, the subject of food just came up and we, we ended up talking quite a lot about particular types of food. So now, before anything else, Terry, tell us a little bit about yourself. Now, you uh, live in Hong Kong but you were brought up in the US, born and brought up in the US. So tell us how, what brought you to Hong Kong? I chased a girl around the world. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I met, I met the, uh, the lady who's my wife now uh, uh, quite a long time ago. And she was a graduate student uh, in, uh, in Boston, where we both were. And she finished, uh, and we'd, we'd been together for a few years, and she got an appointment here uh, at Chinese University mm -hmm. uh, with, a, with a research team that eventually uh, got, got called to work on SARS when, when that all started. Uh, and so I was flying back and forth visiting her every few months. Mm -hmm. And that got old after a while. And I said, hey, why don't I look at uh, some opportunities here? The, um, the entrepreneurial scene in Hong Kong is burgeoning. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's quite a bit of interest in developing software and mobile handsets and all of that. And this is where it was at. This was in the, the early 2000s. And um, finally, in, in 2012, uh, I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plant myself in Hong Kong, in mm -hmm. Hong Kong and, and, and do this. Uh, and so we eventually married. Uh, and uh, I worked on a, a few uh, ventures here in, in Hong Kong and uh, very recently um, put together a team of people that I've been working together with for about 10 years since I, I first arrived in Hong Kong uh, and a few others that we met along the way. Now, yeah. there's, a, there's a great American accent there. So you were brought up in Boston? Uh, around or? Boston, in New England. Okay. Uh, I, went to, I went to university in, in Boston. And uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's where you get that, that strong American accent from. Okay. Well, Terry, now you, um, in terms of food, I kind of did ask you a few questions before you came on. And uh, we were talking about the fact that, well, food has been in your family now explain that. Yeah, Thanks. sure. My well, my, my parents got married in Hong Kong. They met here, uh, dated here and, and, oh. and married. Uh, and then uh, they went to the US in the in the 50s. Uh, and uh, they uh, were in the Chinese restaurant business as, as a lot of immigrants are in, in the US. Mm -hmm. uh, and so as I was growing up, it was, uh, uh, yeah, you uh, come home to work at the restaurant on the weekends. <laughs> so I learned, uh, I learned my knife skills in a, in a Chinese restaurant. I, my very first job was uh, washing dishes okay. and, uh, and so on. So I've done every job in the, uh, in a restaurant, uh, except, uh, ordering the, uh, the, 
the raw groceries and materials. Okay. Uh, which is, so yeah. are you, have you picked up some good tips in terms of cooking and stuff too during that time? Sure. Yeah, so you're a good cook. Yes. I, I couldn't say that. I mean, I, it's palatable. People, people, oh, people, I'm sure it's more than palatable. <laughs> people, people ask me to cook every once in a while, and, and I'm very thankful for having had the time and the, the uh, uh, unenforced training when I was, uh, when I was a youngster. And is it mainly Chinese cuisine that you're specialist, or is it something? Because obviously now you you've you've spent time in the U.S., so you've got a whole multitude of cuisines there. Sure, I mean I I do a few Chinese dishes. I'm I'm ashamed to say I'm not quite as good uh, in Chinese as as my other things. Since uh, when I left home, I I just started picking up books and uh, watching cooking shows and and those sorts of things. Uh, had a chance once to sit uh, fifty feet away from. Uh, Jacques Pepin and Julia Child at a, mm-hmm. at a, at a nice formal dinner in mm-hmm. Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that was inspiring since I'd, I'd been watching both of them. Super. And I just kept with it. So uh, it's, a, it's a whole gamut. French, uh, I do a little bit. Uh, and I do a lot of Italian these days because I'm, I'm studying. I've been studying Italian wine. And so obviously we have to, uh, you know, mix and, and get the right get the right food to go exactly with the right, the right things exactly right okay yeah. well okay now what is yeah, I've kind of given a few little hints here and there by saying fermenting and bread and all sorts but um you know your chosen food memory today what have you decided to talk about oh so that that one yeah we talked about we talked about this very briefly and uh, like uh, like all people on the first time on the radio I've I've missed all the cues uh, I. <laughs> Uh, when I was, how old was I? I was 12 years old, mm-hmm. and I flew from uh, New York to San Francisco to visit some cousins uh, I had in San Francisco. It was my first time in San Francisco as a, as a young boy. And they sat me down and they fed me, of all things, clam chowder. But it, oh, it, it's it, lovely. It, oh. It's it's very nice. It's they, very nice. The San Franciscans, despite all things, we're we're very particular about clam chowder in Boston, as you as you might might know. Uh-huh. Uh, but I had it in San Francisco, and I, I had some I had some some thoughts about it. But it wasn't really I wasn't really thinking about the about the soup. It was the bread that they served with it, mm-hmm. and I put it in my mouth, and it was this super sour uh, sourdough bread, obviously, and. It was very novel to me because it's the first time I had it. And I asked my cousin, "What's wrong with this bread?" And I said, "Oh no, that's sourdough. That's that's the that's the the local specialty. Uh, so they're famous for it in San Francisco." And I'd I'd learned many years later as I got into this, I I, I got into sourdough baking, uh, and which which is how our conversation got got going. And I learned that uh, that particular process was very special in order to create. Uh, that particular flavor because mm-hmm. nowhere else in in the country that that I'd been to when I was that age or ever since do you get that particular flavor mm. in in bread which is very sour it's almost like they put vinegar in it mm. but they didn't oh that's very interesting mm. so i mean did you grasp that did you learn how to do that particular one finally uh this was Several years ago, it's like the Holy Grail here. It's a Holy Grail. <laughs> it, it was, uh, it was, uh, it, but but it's 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 like all things when you when you get into, uh, especially in cooking, it's uh, you you might be get lucky and get it get it right on the first try, but this one was uh, probably two years into it. Wow. Uh, well, maybe the story about how I got back into sourdough baking would be mm-hmm. uh, would be a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me start there. Okay, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Uh, so I'd come to Hong Kong 
And uh, in Hong Kong, as, as you know, we have very, very small spaces and very small apartments. So up until six years ago, I didn't have an oven in my in my uh, apartment. Which is very common in Hong Kong. Very right? common, yeah. very, very common. So uh, we, we, my wife and I finally said, let's go find some kind of an oven that will fit into this tiny space that we have. So we gave up two square feet in the, in the, uh, in the kitchen and we put down a, uh, it's a toaster oven plus. Portable, kind of Portable. small thing, like exactly. micro, the size of a microwave, yeah? Exactly. Yeah. A little bit larger than a microwave. And it's adequate. It, it goes up to 240 degrees Celsius. Mm, mm. Uh, so I've got one just like it. Yep. yep. <laughs> I'm about to replace it. It's, it's done its service life and we're going to get exactly the same one. Yeah. And uh, a colleague gifted me a class um, in Kennedy Town, I want to say, uh, at a commercial kitchen where they, they were holding uh, sourdough baking lessons. I said, okay, I'll check it out. It's It's been a while. And I'd been baking uh, off and on in, in Boston well, before I got to Hong Kong. And so I started. And the first couple of attempts were absolute disasters. <laughs> Not enough time for the the, the starter to ferment mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and create a decent leavening agent and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, but practice and about 10 or 12 loaves into it you have to you have to well, you, you have, have to, to go, persevere you right. do have to persevere and a uh, a cast iron dutch oven sent from the u.s uh, i had i was very particular about the one i wanted and so uh, we had to get one of those to place in the oven uh to retain the heat and the humidity oh, okay, to create okay. the right conditions okay. yeah uh it was all fine except it wasn't sour yeah so i went and i, I started researching and finally, it was winter time in Hong Kong, and you know it's not heated, uh, mm. and it, it yeah, actually gets so quite cold. Temperature, yes, yeah, that's it's, right. It's quite cold, and I left it overnight in the cold, and I just baked it again. And the research had told me that if you leave it in the cold, uh, it will develop more of the organisms that create okay, uh, acid. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, and you'll get the that acidic. Uh, tones in the sour flavor, uh -huh. hence the, the term sourdough. And I didn't plan it that night. I just left it because I was lazy and, and forgot about it and was just distracted. And I went to sleep and I woke up and I, I baked it. it. It was rising. It's this oh, big, okay, big mass lovely. of things. I shaped it and, and, and put it put it in the in the oven. It was Sunday, I think. And I baked it. It came out. And it was that taste. Oh, it was exactly San Francisco that. Taste. The San Francisco taste. Not quite exactly because yeah. it makes a very big difference wow. where the where the starter comes from. Okay. Well, this is intriguing yeah. because you know, I've all I I do like nice crusty bread and it's actually sometimes quite hard to find in Hong Kong, right? And I love sourdough. And I attempted and I think I'm quite a good cook, but I'm pretty rubbish in that respect because I did attempt to start this off once, you know, here in Hong Kong. And, you know, I ended up with um, one jar, another jar and another jar because, you know, you're supposed to feed these things, right? That's and right. you're supposed to make this up. And, and if people are not familiar with sourdough, it doesn't have any yeast. It's basically natural fermenting. So you are just using flour and water, aren't you? That's right. Um, and, uh, and then I ended up kind of putting, I didn't measure things because I'm too lazy to do that. And I should have. And then... 
it just ended up that I had uh, about five jars of this stuff, which I really couldn't use, and, and nothing was happening. No bubbles were coming. Nothing was happening. So maybe, mm. maybe the temperature thing. So now, where are we now with you then? I mean, you have now perfected. You perfected that, and so that original thing. Did you keep that? Because you can keep the starters. You can't can you? keep. You can keep those starters. I have that one, and. Uh, I haven't done any lab tests to 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 check. I'm I'm a I'm a little bit of a a, a technical uh, technically obsessive as far as these are concerned. <laughs> it's so your I, background. It's that's my what background. It is. It's right. a technology okay. background. Okay. But I I've never tested it. But they say that if you keep multiple starters in the same refrigerator, eventually they will all take on the same uh, characteristics mm. because there's cross contamination in the in the refrigerator. Oh. But I started a second one about. A week before uh, my wedding, mm-hmm. and we, we've been using that one even more because I use those different combinations of flowers, and that one I find is more active and aggressive when it uh, when it's in the uh, uh, when it's in the jar and, and we start it up. So I use that one more than I use the original one that I had. It sounds like they have quite personality. They do. You give them names. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that you almost need to give like your children. You know, absolutely. <laughs> this, one's, this one's three years old. This one's two years old. That's right. So basically, okay. So let's just get the basics here. In order to start off this, this will be a bit of a trial and error. But all you really need is: is there a particular measurement? Is there a particular recipe you go for? What flour? You know, what is the basic kind of details? Yeah. If somebody wants to do it, this, it's the the only complicated tool that you need is a kitchen scale okay okay uh that measures in grams mm-hmm. okay uh that that's the simplest thing and uh when you get into baking uh there's a there's a thing called baker's ratios mm-hmm. and it's based on 100 grams of flour mm-hmm. and if you start from there everything else comes in a relationship to 100 grams of flour so to start a starter you you simply need a one-to-one ratio of flour to water Okay. Uh, and use less because you're going to waste a lot of flour when you start. Okay. Yeah. So I generally recommend to my friends 20 to 25 grams of flour. Okay. And then if you put that in a, in a vessel, measure out 20 to 25 grams, the exact same amount uh, in weight. Do you use strong bread flour? Strong bread flour okay. is best. Okay. Uh, whole wheat flour is even better. Uh, because it has more of the the outer surfaces and all the other proteins and, and interesting things that are in flour, and it has the organisms that you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all covered with it. It just we we don't give it enough time for it to grow, and so uh, it's a one to one ratio by weight of flour to water. Okay? okay, stir it up. So twenty five grams of flour, and then you go for about what 25 ml of water or something exactly right and okay. it's it, it'll you can just weigh that as grams at at sea level mm-hmm. and it'll be exactly 25 okay. uh, mils mix that together and you can cover it or don't cover it if you don't cover it then other interesting things in the air will get oh, into that okay, okay and okay. we'll start the so fermentation just a little process. jar or something that's right yeah just a glass jar tiny glass jar like a, a baby food jar if you happen okay. to have a little okay. one something like I'm that. I'm getting this. I'm taking notes here. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. And then you cover it and you leave it for how long? And you long? leave it overnight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next day, take out half of it with a spoon and unfortunately throw it away. That's okay. called discard. You can't put that in another jar and add to it or something? No. Okay. You, I mean, you can, but then you'll have jars and jars and yeah, jars Yeah, I know. That's it. what I did. Right. I was not wasting. But don't worry. <laughs> 
by, by the time you do this six or seven times, because you need to do this about for every day for about a week, you'll start to see some bubbling. Uh, and it's better to do this in and the... And each time when you take out, you take out, say, just a spoon of it, right? Just a spoon, up to about a half of the volume. Okay. Because you, you need to replace it so that the culture that's forming can have more flour. And how much eat. flour would you put in there after that? So if you take, about, take out about half, then you're taking about, about 25 grams. So put in another 12 grams of flour and okay. 12 grams of water just okay. to keep the, the ratios the same. Okay, okay. cool. Yeah, and yeah. you just keep doing that for a few days and you will start to see some bubbling. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, leave it uncovered okay. uh, in a warmer place and do the same thing and patients will be rewarded. These <laughs> things take time. And it's very interesting because Terry came in um, to the studio and I, we had been talking about sour bread, sour dough bread, and he brought in, it looks like a little, just a brown rice cracker or something, you know? And he said, there you go, Sadia, there's your starter. And I was thinking, but this is just like a crispy piece of wafer. So what is this then, Terry? This is like your starter, which has been dried off, right? That's right. And how'd you dry that off? You you take the starter which has just been grown. Mm -hmm. So after after you've gone through this process, you do what's called feeding, right? Mm -hmm. You you you'll take away half of it. You'll feed it again with uh, a bunch of water and and flour, and then as soon as it's started to to double in volume, because it will do that if it's, if it's properly prepared, at that moment you can take it and spread it very uh, thinly on a, on a piece of parchment paper or a silicone mat. Mm -hmm. And when you, it starts to bubble a bit. When stuff. it's when it's all okay. bubbly, okay, right? Because cool. that's when it's ready to bake. Cool. You you can spread it on a thin surface and just dry it. Mm -hmm. And this, like all good technology professionals, we run backups. This is <laughs> this is a backup. What what, what I've given you, Sadia, is a, is a, is a piece of a backup. Okay. And I've had so many friends who I've given starter to, and they ask me for a second time and a third time, can I have some more starter? So, so now this is a, almost like a, you know two inches here and yeah. one inch there. But That's right. um, so in order to get this going again, what do you do? You just can you just take a piece of it? You don't need to use all of it. Oh right? no no no! That that will create a lot. So okay. you just take a corner off of that. Okay. Okay. A very oh. tiny, maybe a, a thumbnail, a very small thumbnail, mm -hmm. right? Dissolve it in some water, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter how much water, but uh, a small amount so it gets soft. And then you do the one-to-one -one flour ratio and put that in to inoculate that culture with what's already in that that little oh. cracker, as you I'm say. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I hope so. If, if people are listening, obviously, the best thing to do is to actually listen to this podcast and uh, listen to what Terry is going through. I think, Terry, we should get you on as our professional sourdough guy and giving us tips every week about this kind of stuff. But that's brilliant. That's absolutely fantastic. So now, what is your... We've got a few. We've still got a few minutes left. But what is your aim now? You, you've, I think you've pretty much mastered the whole sourdough thing. Well, so, I wouldn't say that. Oh no! No, okay. no, no. I'm still, I'm still starting. So, there is, a, there's a whole range of things that you can do with this. One is, I haven't made bagels. Sourdough oh. bagels are, a, are a thing. And we talked about bagels, yes. didn't we? Yes. Well, let me just tell you, people actually do really like bagels, and I always liked them. But I, I always thought it was very complicated. And surprise, surprise, my son. Um, you know, said to me, oh, I made bagels, and he sent me a picture of it, and they looked absolutely fantastic. Then I found out that actually it's very easy to make them, and I make them here in Hong Kong. I have an oven similar to yours. Mm -hmm. So if there is somebody out there who enjoys bagels and loves the kind of chewiness of them and that lovely sort of shiny sheen that's on the bagel, uh, all you do is uh, a quick one, right? You, you get 500 grams of flour, 
300 ml of water and you put that in with the yeast and some salt and some sugar and you just leave it. You knead it a little bit just to get it nice and soft and you leave it. And then after a, a couple of hours, you go back to it and you, you know, hit it a little bit, knead it a little bit more and then make little balls. I really, uh, I don't faff around when I cook. I don't like to spend too much time doing things. So I made it a little ball and all you do then is you just put your finger inside and then make that kind of donut shape and just boil in a wok some water and throw it in there after it's been sitting there for about 20 minutes or so and then they just kind of get really big and plump while you're putting them in the water so you give them two minutes on each side and then you pop them into a hot oven and um, you know put some egg yolk over them and whatever sesame seeds whatever you want I usually in the dough I usually add cinnamon and raisin and um, amazing they were actually that easy to make and seriously I as I said I don't faff around I don't like to spend ages. I'm going to run home and try that right away. You, you're going to have to try yeah. that. So now, what is your next expedition? Now, I mean, you, you want to perfect. Is there anything here you want to perfect now before we go on to the news headlines? No, I think I think the the only thing to do is to keep practicing. That's mm -hmm. the that's the important thing when you get started, and don't be discouraged. And if you if you're worried about killing your starter, back it up. Mm -hmm. How do you back it up, though? Try it. Okay. Yeah. So when you know it's working then just dry it. And what do you do? Do you keep the dried stuff in the fridge? And when you dry it, do you just leave it out open air and just let it and maybe it'll pick up other things? Yeah, yeah. It, it might, it might be 